Hello from the Global Legal Hackathon 2018 in New York City. We're at the headquarters of American Express. I'm David Fisher. And I'm Brian Kuhn. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. Brian, you're the leader of IBM Cognitive Legal, and you've graciously agreed to be a judge for this year's Global Legal Hackathon here in New York City. Tell us a little bit about your perspective on this global event and your involvement in it. This is an unprecedented event for legal tech and for tech in general. The opportunity to bring the global legal community together to identify trends and patterns in terms of what people find effective when it comes to advanced analytics, blockchain, and AI, what they don't where value lies, and then give them the tools to answer these questions themselves is, I think, going to radically open up the market and make it easier for lawyers to use technology. So I'm honored to be here. And as a judge, I will be evaluating now four different use case patterns coming out of the New York location of the hackathon. And I am very excited based upon what I've seen so far. And I know that it's going to be difficult to choose one. I agree with that. There's been a lot of really terrific activity here. Great ideas. We're about an hour away from judging. That's going to be fun to see. And Brian, alongside the Global Eagle Hackathon, you and your colleague, Shauna Hoffman, announced something called the Cognitive Legal Challenge. Can you tell us more about that? Absolutely. The Cognitive Legal Challenge is an attempt to showcase what I believe and what Shauna believes to be the next stage in the development of commercial AI in the legal space. So what the Cognitive Legal Challenge involves is an IBM Watson tool that's used to train AI. So it's a training assistance tool. We'll be using this tool and have been using this tool such that lawyers will come in and use it to evaluate a particular use case. In this case, lawyers will be looking at one of the exceptions to the hearsay rule because it's widely known and easy to understand. The goal is to get the system to think like these lawyers about a particular hearsay exception not only to understand legal language, which is something that a great number of AI tools can do, but to go a step further and reason like the lawyers who, from a crowdsourcing perspective, are training this tool. And so this tool embodies their cognition, their reasoning. And the cognitive legal challenge then is an attempt to, one, crowdsource the training of this tool, and two, demonstrate that training AI is comprehensible and easy. Now, AI is probably the most buzzy word in law these days, and we hear it from practically every company. So how is what you just described different than AI as it, it might be described by various other companies that are in the legal market? There is no one definition for AI. That's absolutely correct. AI is a constellation of different capabilities that includes things like machine learning, natural language processing, etc. When we talk about AI at IBM, what we're really talking about are systems that behave like human beings and that can facilitate human-like activity. The cognitive legal challenge gets closer to facilitating human-like activity because what it's doing is training a tool that thinks like specific human beings. What most legal tools do right now from an AI perspective is they simply understand legal language. They don't understand legal reasoning. Interesting. So this is a demonstration I mean, it, it's obviously a, a challenge. It's a crowdsourced activity. Where do you see this going you know, beyond the scope of the cognitive legal challenge itself? Well, we began here 
The process will complete shortly after the cognitive legal challenge, and then we'll harden the model, the machine learning AI model that we're developing behind the scenes. And essentially, it'll become a repurposable asset that organizations can use to determine whether or not a certain hearsay exception is applicable, the present sense impression exception. By feeding a document, a scenario, to a machine that has this cartridge baked into it, and it will analyze that document for the hearsay exception as if by the lawyers who trained it. This represents, the reason I said, the next step in commercially available AI. This, the cognitive legal challenge and the concept of a cartridge represents that next step. Because if you can capture professional knowledge in a series of cartridges, in a series of models, you can do some fascinating things with those cartridges that's much more flexible than what you can do with simply software. You can take these cartridges in and out of different software systems. They're interchangeable. And being able to preserve reasoning for an institution like a law firm whose existence is based upon its collective reasoning and know-how, the ability to transfer knowledge from one professional to another, and fascinatingly, perhaps, most fascinatingly of all, the ability to stack cartridges where you have individuals who are experts in different things. You can imagine a Lego situation where you have three Legos stacked together and a tool can analyze suddenly something through the lens of three different subject matter experts. Human beings can't do that. AI currently isn't trained to do that. This will be, I think, a more holistic analysis than the world has yet seen. That's fascinating. So it sounded like this tool could be made available after the cognitive legal challenge to attorneys at large. Is that the plan? It could be, yes. The use case itself is quite simple, but it could certainly be made available for free as a demonstration asset to show people what it's like to train AI and what sort of results that they can achieve. And I think from an education purpose, what I've seen as the co-leader of IBM Watson Legal, also known as Cognitive Legal, what I've seen is there's a lot of confusion about training AI. And I mentioned this. So showing what that process is like and then showing the end result has a huge benefit when it comes to disambiguating the training process and increasing adoption of AI and trust in AI amongst legal entities. And what I saw here when you ran your workshop or demonstration you know, with the participants at the Global Legal Hackathon here in New York was you know, true interest in how it actually worked, how the training actually worked. And I, I think for the benefit of people listening to this podcast, I mean, is there an opportunity here for attorneys and, and they could be in-house at a company or a solo or at a big firm? Is there an opportunity for attorneys, say around the country, to you know, participate in this challenge? And I mean, as, as much as for educational purposes as for the eventual outcome, how would they get involved if they're interested? There are two steps to training one of these cartridges. The first step is that someone has to create a, a type system. Someone has to create the underlying structure so if you want to, for example, as we've done, look at the hearsay exception, the present sense impressions exception, you need to codify what that is with language. And that's something that a subject matter expert who also understands the technology is required for. It's a bit more of a complex skill, the person who's laying the foundation. After that foundation is laid, however, that foundation represents guardrails. After that foundation is laid, lawyers come in and they begin to train the tool within the guardrails of that foundation. So in the case of the Cognitive Legal Challenge, lawyers are coming in and they're looking at dozens of different documents that contain hearsay exception scenarios. Again, present sense impression scenarios. And they're identifying entities. It looks like briefing a case in law school. This is fascinating. The user interface for training a tool looks like briefing a case. They're identifying entities. For example, the declarant 
in a hearsay scenario, the event, whether the event was uh, perceived by the declarant immediately before or after or during the event, which is part of the, the element of the uh, exception. And then you're also drawing lines between relationships. All the while, complex math is happening behind the scenes. So that's the process. Someone to lay the guardrails, who has technical knowledge and subject matter expertise, and that's critical. And then lawyers who are, they don't have to be technologists at all to fill in the blanks. Great. Well, thank you so much for that very detailed overview. I mean, it's a fascinating subject for, I know the people here at the Hackathon and probably for the, uh, listeners in general. In case anyone wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? LinkedIn would probably be the best. So I am B-R-I-A-N, Brian, K-U-H-N, Kuhn. Uh, and you can just find me on LinkedIn. And you can also find me via my IBM email address, which is K-U-H-N-B-R at us.ibm.com. Terrific. Well, thank you so much, Brian. We've reached the end of the road for today's episode. I want to thank Brian Kuhn for joining us today here at American Express, headquarters in New York City for the Global Legal Hackathon 2018. We also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, please rate us in Apple Podcasts. And we'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. Thanks, David. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.